Hey guys, Willie Mayette, creator of Jazz Edge. Welcome to episode 39 of the Confident Improviser podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about altered jazz chords. I'd like to send a uh, thank you out to Deborah for requesting this uh, lesson. And if you uh, would have a uh, podcast episode that you'd like to see, just go back to theconfidentimproviser.com slash survey, and you can go ahead and fill out that quick survey, and maybe I will answer your question on the next episode of the podcast. Um, so also be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. That way you can get updates and you can watch this lesson right on YouTube or in the Jazz Edge members area. All right, so let's dig in here. So uh, if we take a look, uh, uh, first of all, let's, let's talk about what an altered chord is. An altered chord is on a dominant seventh chord. So typically when we talk about altered chords, we're typically talking about dominant seventh chords, all right? And then typically an alteration is a lot of times we're altering the nine and the 13, but in reality, an altered chord is any time you have a chord with any alteration of uh, your tensions. So if you have like flat 9 in there, you can call that an altered chord. If you have flat 13 in there, you can call that an altered chord as well. But like I said, oftentimes we will use it to talk about with a flat 9, flat 13, flat 9, sharp 11, stuff like that. All right, so anyway, let me give you a couple of different examples here because it will be probably easiest for you to be able to understand it uh, by seeing these examples. All right, so I'm taking two different examples here, one from the Days of Wine and Roses and the other one from Misty. These are taken right from my Standards by the Dozen course. So if you're interested in these songs and you want to dive into them more and take some of these techniques, then check out the Standards by the Dozen course. All right, so here, this is just a very simple uh, first line of Days of Wine and Roses with shells. We got this. So just very simple shells in the left hand, root seven, root three. Now let's take a look at this D7 chord right here. So the first thing you're going to notice that we're going to do here on the D7 chord is we fill it out in the left hand by adding in the seventh. Before we were just playing the third, now we're playing the root, the three, and the seventh. Right? Now the reason that I play the root, the third, and the seventh is that that gives me all the notes that I need right there. I really don't need any other notes in my chord to make that D7 chord sound. I have the root, I got the third, the F sharp, and the C is the seventh. That gives me that D7 chord sound. In the right hand, the melody note is C, which happens to be the seventh of the chord. And then what I'm doing is I'm voicing down the nine and the five. So I get this voicing. Great sounding dominant seventh chord voicing. There's a couple of ways in which you can look at this. You could look at it as root three, seven in the left hand, and then nine, five, seven in the right hand. You could also think of it as root three, seven uh, in the left hand, a root three, seven chord shell, and then a minor triad built on the fifth. You'll see that this is an A minor triad. Okay, see so if you were to double that E up here, get a real nice big sound. That's a minor triad, an A minor triad on top of that D7 chord. And now what this really gives me, this D7 flat 9 up here is really kind of incorrect. It's really a D7 913 chord, or just a D7 chord we would call it, right? But I kept the flat 9 in the chord symbol just because I wanted to show you that's what the original chord symbol was, so we'll keep that in there. 
All right, so this D7 chord, I would typically just call it a nine chord or a 13th chord, or in my case, I would just call it a D7 chord because I'm typically going to add in nine and 13 naturally as a jazz musician. All right, now, this one right here, the D7 alter, let's take a look at this one. Now, you'll see that there are an alteration of the A and the E. So the nine and the 13, I'm flatting the nine and I'm flatting the 13. Now I get this sound. Isn't that a great sound? So. There's my D7 altered, right? Now let's talk about what's going on here. First of all, left hand, exactly the same thing. Root three, seven in the left hand. Okay, so I got my basic dominant seventh chord uh, voicing notes all set in the left hand. In the right hand, I play E flat, A flat, and C. Now before we go any further, we have to remember that we always have to pay attention to the melody, right? All of this stuff has to work with the melody because if it doesn't work with the melody, well, that's not gonna be any good when we're playing the melody. We don't want our, any of these tensions to rub up against the melody. For instance, let's say that I wanted to add in, um, uh, oh, you know what, I, I, and uh, forgive me, I was saying nine and 13 on that D7 chord. I was incorrect about that. That's nine and five, nine and five, all right? So not nine and 13. So a lot of times I would just call this a D7 chord, not a D7 13. So my apologies. Um, on that D7 chord though, let's say I did put in the 13th there and the melody note is C, right? You hear that? It just rubs, it's, it's no good. So in this case, I put in sharp 11 and flat nine and I get a real nice sound here. Now this is what we call an upper structure triad, and a lot of times we just uh, abbreviate, that, abbreviate that as U-S-T, upper structure triad, a U-S-T. So this D7 chord, right, is, uh, has a, a root three seven in the left hand, and in the right hand, what's going on? It is a flat, it's a major chord built on the flat five or built on the sharp 11, however you want to look at it, right? So you see how we have this major triad built on A flat. Okay, real nice sound. Now, A flat major triad, do we have to do it in an inversion like that? We don't, but a lot of times those upper structure triads, we play them in inversions. We don't play them root position. But see what, what can happen here is I can also double the uh, bottom note here. And I have in the left hand, D, F sharp, C. In the right hand, I have E flat, A flat, C, E flat. Okay, see so what happens if I play this up chromatically down? Right, real nice sound there. Oops, sorry. Okay, great sound on that voicing. Okay, now typically what we would do is we would play that altered scale over that voicing, and this is your D altered scale. Here's your D altered scale, same thing as an E flat melodic minor scale ascending, right? So D altered scale. All right, so now let's move on to our next example. All right, let's take a look now at Misty. So if I just play it, just real simple, what we have here. Okay, 
So this is just my uh, Misty playing with chord shells. Root three chord shell for the root, uh, for the E flat, then root seven and root seven for the B flat and the E flat. Now let's take a look at what's happening on this E flat seven chord. We have from the B flat. Real nice sound. Now I added the third in the left hand even though I just wrote it as root seven in the left hand. Listen to what happens if I play just as root seven in the left hand. Sounds fine root seven in the left hand because I already have the third in the right hand. But if I want to fill it out a little bit more I can double that third in the left hand. So let's talk about what notes we have here. So left hand, just root seven, E flat and D flat. Right hand we have E natural, G natural, and C. Okay, so E, G, and C. It's a C major triad, right, in first inversion. And that gives me my flat nine on E, that gives me my third, and it gives me my 13 on the E flat. So the E natural is flat nine on my E flat seven chord. The C natural is my 13th. This creates an altered chord voicing sound, okay? and it works perfectly along with that melody. Right? I could add the third in the left hand if I want to fill it out a little bit more. So again, versus this. So you could hear how adding in those tensions really adds some very nice spice to your arranging. So when do we utilize those alter chords? Well, like I said, you could use them over any of your dominant seventh chords. So anytime you see a dominant seventh chord, you could try putting in flat nine, try putting in sharp nine, try putting in uh, flat nine, flat 13. So let me give you a couple of different voicings. I don't have them written down, but I'll just play them for you and kind of explain them to you just real quick. These are some real nice upper structure triad chord voicings. All right, so I'm gonna just go back to C7 just to make it simple for you. I'm playing C, E, and B flat in the left hand, just a basic root three seven C7 chord voicing. In the right hand, let's start with an upper structure triad built on the ninth. So this is built on, on D. So I have D, F sharp, and A. So this gives me an alter chord of sorts. Like I said, I typically uh, think of alter chords as anytime you're altering the nine, the flat nine, sharp nine, okay? So if it's a flat nine, sharp nine chord, and you're doing something like that, then I think of it as an alter chord. If it's a natural nine chord, it just has a sharp 11, I don't think of that as an alter chord. I just think of that as a C7 sharp 11 chord, right? Now, like I said, this is in root position, this D major triad. We can play at root position. It's not like we have to completely avoid root position, but a lot of times we'll do it in some type of an, uh, of an inversion, okay? But in this case, it sounds really nice playing at root position, okay? So building, building uh, on the nine, okay? A major triad built on the nine, so a D major triad. Sounds great, gives me a C7 sharp 11. Another one that I really enjoy is uh, built on the sharp four, a minor seven chord built on the sharp four. So this is an F sharp minor chord, okay? F sharp minor triad. So it's F sharp, A natural, C sharp, okay? But I'm gonna play it in a, a second inversion here with D flat, F sharp, and A. 
That gives me my flat 9, sharp 11, 13. As we've already seen before, we could also do a major triad built on that sharp 11. That gives me this, flat 9, sharp 11, flat 7, right? So this is an F sharp major triad. So that's a C sharp right there. That's an F sharp right here. And that's an A sharp, okay? Or you could think of it as B flat, right? So however you want to think of that, it's fine. But the point is you get a flat 9, a sharp 11, and a flat 7 in the right hand. Another one that I really like, building a major triad on the flat 13 or on the flat 6. So this is a A flat major triad. So now this gives me sharp 9, okay, D sharp, flat 13, A flat, and then the root up top, C. There's your altered chord, right? So typically I look at this as your altered chord, that as your altered chord. So this is an F sharp minor upper structure triad. This is an A flat major upper structure triad. So the notes here are, again, the notes in the left hand are all C, E, and B flat. C, E, and B flat in the left hand every time. So the notes here are D flat, F sharp, and A. That's the minor triad on the sharp four. There's one altered voicing. There's another altered voicing. This is E flat, A flat, and C, or D sharp, A flat, and C. That gives me sharp nine, flat 13, and my root. Now another great voicing is building it on the 13th, build a major uh, uh, triad on the 13th. Like it, this is an A major triad, again, second inversion, gives me E, A, and C sharp, right, or D flat. This would be a flat 9, 13 chord. You can think of this as an altered as well. So anyways, these are some of my favorite um, uh, upper structure triads, built on the 9, built on the sharp 4 minor, built on the sharp 4 major, built on the flat 6 major, built on the 6th major, okay? So that's a D major triad, F sharp minor triad, F sharp major triad, A flat major triad, A major triad. Now, there's uh, some great lessons on the Jazz Edge site on upper structure triads goes through all of those and gives you some more and how to voice them and create them and all of that good stuff. But anyway, those are your altered chords. So altered chords are dominant chords that typically have your nine altered, flat nine, sharp nine, and then perhaps there might be something going on with the 13. A lot of times flat nine and flat 13 go really well together. Flat nine and natural 13 also go quite well together. Flat nine and sharp 11 go really well together. Sharp 9 and sharp 11 go really well together as well, okay? There's another way of making a uh, upper structure triad. Here's just an E flat minor triad, root position. Gives me sharp 9, sharp 11, and my flat 7 there again. Okay. All right. So anyway, um, uh, if you have questions on this, if you're a member of Jazz Edge, be sure to join me every other Thursday for my Jazz Edge core training, and I'd be happy to uh, explain these to you. Uh, be sure to please rate the podcast. That would be great if you wouldn't mind leaving a review. In order to leave a review, you have to go onto Apple Podcasts or Google 
podcast, and then there should be a section that says uh, rate or review, and then you can leave a review. I would greatly appreciate that if you take the, uh, a moment to do that. Uh, these podcast episodes come out every Tuesday, and then I also put a video of it not only on the site for members, but then also on YouTube. If you want the sheet music, you need to be a Jazz Edge member in order to download the sheet music for the podcast. But you're welcome as a YouTube subscriber to watch all of these podcasts, and you can see the music right on the screen. All right, so that's it for me. Thanks, guys, for joining me, and I'll see you in the next podcast episode.